Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. What you talking about, podcast? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> this is uh, Brothers <laughs> That's the OG Secret Wars podcast, part three. I am your host, the producer. Uh, on the call, we have Sam in on the call. Say what's up, Sam in. What's up, y'all? Hello, all you happy people. Yes, they're so happy. And then we also <laughs> have Brother Beavis on the call. Say what's up, Brother Beavis. What's up? Two in a row. That's right. <laughs> two in a row. Uh, like I said on the last podcast, we're going over uh, for Black History Month some catchphrases from famous uh, black television shows. So we're going to go with What You Talking About, Willis, from uh, Different Strokes, uh, from Arnold from Different Strokes. Uh, either of y'all fans of Different Strokes? Uh, I don't go out of my way now, to watch it now, but yeah, yeah, at the time, it was pretty much much watch TV. I mean, you know, what was you going to go to, you know, see black folks on TV at that time? It was like <laughs> early, early 80s, you know. That was basically yeah. what we had. So Yeah, it wasn't a lot. What about you, Brother Beavis? Yeah, I agree. At the time, I mean, I, it was funny. I mean, and to yeah. me, it didn't even stand out. You know, I was <laughs> a little numb. To, I mean, like, it didn't. the significance of having, like, black characters didn't occur to me and you know, stuff like that. I just liked it for what it was. It was funny. Right. So. I knew I right. would old white man to come and adopt me and Big Hutch. Uh, that would have been nice. <laughs> now, that would have been a sitcom. Yeah. yeah. Now, take, us out of, take us out of this uh, broken mess here. And move us to a nice penthouse. That would have been nice. And uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, y'all know I'm like I got a an affinity for celebrity culture, and so the curse of different strokes is like amazing to me. Uh, you oh know, yeah, no joke. The person that abused their body the most, mostly, which would have been Todd Bridges, is the only one that's alive. You know the fact that Arnold's dead and Dana Plato. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, I mean, Kyle yeah, that died after some of these people, and he was already yeah, I was just, when he was on the show. So, I was just about uh, to say he's the only one that kind of survived it, right? Yeah, you know, well, yeah, he was old yeah. on the show, and he got, you know lived his whole life, so yeah. he was the only and one. Garrett is still alive. Oh, really? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Still, I forgot yeah, she was on the show originally. On, yeah, they spun her. Yeah, I remember they spun her off for facts of life. The facts of life. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, I'm pretty certain she's still out. I think I saw her on something fairly recently. Mm. Uh, wow, she must be up there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> about 90 years old. But anyway, so, yeah, rest in peace, Arnold. Uh, still waiting to see the gooch and um, <laughs> uh, for uh, the Secret Wars. Now, finally, as I put into the description for this week's episode, like, uh, finally, the X Men aren't the chumps of Secret Wars. Finally, finally, yeah, finally. finally. To... we get to episode five. It's a nice cover, actually, where you see all the other heroes are down and the X Men are essentially coming in to the rescue. Um, now, once again, 
We're looking at the cover. And, <laughs> uh, it's got um, to be a cliche now, yeah. It, it, I mean, I don't think it's a cliche to the point of <laughs> I'm almost thinking it's almost meta in the sense that they exactly know what they're doing. Uh, the Iron Man in chain now. Oh, gosh. Again, it's Rhodey. We don't really know it's Rhodey from the picture, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't know it's Rhodey from the picture, but we know it's Rhodey. But and we know it's they Rhodey. They could have easily put Spider-Man in chains and then Dr. Octopus <laughs> wrapped around Iron Man. But that would have made more sense, but they didn't. Yeah. So, speaking of Rhodey, do we, do we do we know with Big Hush's team last week, did he, did he specifically pick Rhodey Iron Man or Tony Stark Iron Man? I assume it was Tony Stark, but well, I don't know. That's a yeah, good question. Well, did, did you funny. guys did you guys not put any black characters on your team? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Guilty as charged, right here. Guilty as charged. Man, brother's <laughs> comments <laughs> had so white. Well, I was going for them names, and they just I happened mean, to be. Big Hush didn't even put the Black Panther on the team. Yeah. Damn. He had Hank yeah. Pym. If you're going to have Hank oh, Pym, you might as well have uh, Black Elias. Black Elias. He's also a physicist, <laughs> shape changing <laughs> powers, not <Yeah>. insane. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't beat his choke. wife. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no kidding, man. Yeah, that's that is funny. Cool. I, I, I ran him more for after it was over that he, uh, you know, he said that the team at Secret Wars was awful, but then he went and picked just about half the team, you know, he yeah. classic characters on the team. Pretty like, much. Oh, yeah, I'm like, where's the captain line? <laughs> probably should have left him on this club. I, I had forgotten the, that dude existed. I thought yeah. on the villain side, the juggernaut was a, a notable absence. I thought he would have been a good addition. And then I was thinking I about, came, too, like, Mr. Yeah. Sinister for, you know, they make, you know, Doom makes two villains that are more powerful than everybody else on the roster. Can you imagine if, like, Mr. Sinister would have had access to that technology? He'd been yeah. cranking out villains, like, every hour. Yeah. Yeah. Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. issue four ends with Galactus, again, raising his arms in the air like he just don't care. And he, issue five opens up with him bringing his ship to battle world, so as Brother Beaver says, that he can smash it. And um, <laughs> we get to our first subplot here, and we get to see how much of a dick how Johnny Storm is in the series. He is um, a straight-up dick, too, man. Is, I, I really hated him reading this again. For lack of a better term, he is a dick. And Johnny the Poonhound comes out. I, I think they took the they <laughs> took whoever was writing the roadie dialogue and was like, hey, can you give us four or five pages of Johnny Storm? Yeah, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah. Like, we need him a little bit dickish. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished. So, the uh, Glasses ship shows up. They're on the part of the, the battle world where the healer is. Now, we're going to just go ahead and call her Zaza. Because, you know, you can't pronounce some of this stuff. I can't it's pronounce really her name. Yeah, Zaza. And so, yeah. they come down. Zaza had already healed Johnny at the end of issue four. And he had sort of kind of either gone under her spell or he just decided he was going to smash some alien chick, Captain Kirk style. And um, <laughs> so he's just there and he's trying to help her calm down. And she takes him into some place where he, you know, he smokes the hookah. 
you can mail mine to him. He hits that sweet um, alien Chiba before he hits that sweet <laughs> alien ass. Yeah, no joke, no joke. Yeah. I'm about to hit this pipe before I lay this pipe. <laughs> the other thing, too, like, so we've been talking about the recaps. So page one has, like, the paragraph that tells you what it is. And then it's literally five pages of them yeah, retelling okay. the story <laughs> in his doped out dream with, with the alien healer. Yeah, they are big on the recaps. They are big on the recaps, yeah. I mean, every issue, I think, almost recaps everything. Well, and the funny thing is, is chances are, if I have Secret War issue number five, chances Mm -hmm. are I got one, two, three, and four. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. straight up. I was just like, I'm going to just pick this one up and forget about it. Um, So, yeah, they do a fairly significant recap from issue one all the way through. She mind mails with Johnny. And I just had this discussion with my son because he's been studying World War Two, and mm. the fact that he was talking about you know Hitler and his master race. If you kind of look at Johnny and Sue, <laughs> they are young Nazis. <laughs> oh <laughs> damn! Are, wow. Blonde hair, blue eyed. Like you start to see like I don't know if there's a, a hidden symbol or whatever here, but they are <laughs> super kind of Nazi looking. Um, but wow. So yeah, Johnny's gotten his Mac game on with Zaza here, and then mm-hmm. leads us to back to the X Men, who are finally going to decide. All right, we have to do something. Magneto and Professor Xavier have made their decision that they're going to help the heroes. They're just going to help them their way. And then, of course, we get these interludes with Bitch, Col- uh, Bitch Colossus, which will become more apparent <laughs> this issue and next issue as he is uh, pining for Kitty Pride, who's back on Earth um, big time. He's pining for her. He misses her. Uh, and he, Again, as Big Hush has said, you know, he's a Chester. And he's probably 17 or 18. <laughs> he's probably 13 years old. So um, it's a little kind of awkward. And I didn't, you know, if you don't really think about that when it was out, I wasn't thinking about it when it was out at the time. Not originally. Now I do, yeah. but not back then. Yeah, yeah it's kind of creepy. Um, a little bit. But, so, yeah, so the X-Men are, are arriving. Look, there's a panel there with Wolverine without his claws out. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. It's, it's he's incredible. got it on in the next one, though. Yeah, he's coming about that here soon. And so they're all seeing everybody's reacting to Galactus's ship being in the air and what they are going to do about it. You know, and there's going to be different reactions from the hero side, different reactions from the mutant side. The mutants are heroes, too, but just the distinguish them between the two. And um, now we shift back to villain base. I think it's funny and in this then, X-Men sequence where, like, they're all pissed because uh, cause Xavier's ordering everybody around. and But he's all like, uh, please retract the dome, Magneto. Like, that's his voice. <laughs> and so he's, like, he's busting the X-Men's balls for two pages. And then he's like, Magneto, you really shouldn't. He's like, uh, imperiousness for the sake of expediency. I'm like, you, you did the same thing, bitch. What the fuck is lecturing Magneto about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even Cyclops is kind of like calling. You know, he didn't really say it. He's thinking it, but he's like, man, Xavier acting like a dick. What the hell going on with yeah. him? You know, yeah. Well, so, and uh, when we get to issue six, uh, when uh, Storm has it fed up with Xavier, I'm gonna have a lot to say there too. Um, yeah, that's a funny scene, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very, uh, kind of got a parallel to it that I'll get to. So, 
Then we cut to the, you know, Young Love as the Molecule Man and uh, what, the Volcano? Volcano, yeah. Yeah, and Young Lovers now. She's impressed so much by him being able to do essentially anything and pick up mountains and drop it on people. And then it's it's, it's almost like this scene that was on the back of my Archie comic. It was probably on the back of everybody's Archie comic, too, about the kid that's walking on the beach. And, you know, he knocks him over and he goes and lifts weights and then he comes back and then beats the bully up. Yeah. The only thing this sequence is missing is Hostess Fruit Pies. I mean, this is the quality (laughs) of the ads that run in here. This is still in the era of the Hostess Fruit Pie, you know, Spider Man, everybody, the Thor, all of them. Yeah. Marvel definitely (laughs) would have slipped that in there now uh, just for the product placement. Speaking of ads, did you see the promo for Last Starfighter on the inside cover? Oh God! Yeah, some of the- <laughs> <laughs> that's almost the best part of these books is the ads for thirty. Yeah, years. the ads are awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, old video games. Yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, everything on Atari. You can play Popeye on nine different platforms. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, I would argue with some people how awesome that Popeye game was. By the way. Uh, <laughs> the arrest, have, it was the it was the shit in the arcade anyway. Yeah. You know, the home yeah, I, have a, I have an emulator of it for Coleco on my computer. Um but uh, in nice. side brother time. Um <laughs> so yeah, so they 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 walking through the park, they get cat calls, you know, and this is stand the reckon that they didn't go and smack her on the ass. And uh, you know, she's like, I can handle myself and then, you know, one of them get called him a nerd, and then that... The N-word. They use the yeah, N-word. The, N-word. the other N-word, yeah. <laughs> the other N-word. You would have think you said it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the way... Well, his reaction to it was definitely like he had gotten called the other N-word. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and he, you know, he uses his powers against... Which, now, which which wrecking crew member is that? Pile driver. That. Okay, that's pile driver? Okay. Yeah, Their okay, reaction... Yeah. The other one's reaction to when he's about to go off on him is the best thing that may be written in the whole <laughs> Yeah, they, they, this boy, they traded his ass out so quick. He's like, hey, shit, you was on your own, brother. <laughs> that, fool left, that fool lifted a mountain range. He's like, oh, it's a nice day. Yeah, oh, a little cloudy. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> our man doesn't get a line yet, but he does get some dialogue here. You glossed out. over it. He, he compares he his balls. One. He compares his balls with with absorbing man. Mine's a wrecking ball. Keep in mind, this this dude's a physicist, and his first line of dialogue is, Mine's a wrecking ball. (laughs) (laughs) He should have been surprised he didn't say, Mine's is a wrecking ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. And and we can and we can go and look at his nineteen eighty four afro as well and see <laughs> a little bit outdated. I mean there's really uh, between him and Captain Marvel's hair. None really. None, so, no. None. I mean there's really no difference. Um and I wrote about this on the website, you know, when there's like I said, when there's no diversity in the room, they, weird things just like happen. Like, you're like, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good idea. You know, or nobody throws up stop signs and says, hey, um, that's probably not a great idea. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Pile Driver gets it, and he smushes him down, and she stops his face in there and gets, go, gets him a hostess apple pie, probably to, you know, Do you think um, Marvel missed an opportunity to make a comment on uh, body shaming and bullying here? Or? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> totally. 
And then the funny thing is, that when they're after he puts him down, they're like, "You can anybody else got anything to say?" No, sir, Mr. Molecule Man. Oh, yeah. I'm they didn't have him, you know. I'm I know. Have him say that. Look how yeah. dangerously close the bubble comes to Thunderball's mouth. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he, uh, yeah. Maybe they knew to not have him say no, sir, but uh, it didn't. And so he takes his chariot off with his girl and flies off into nowhere land. Then the wrecking crew, they see uh, Galactus' ship, and they're basically like, well, Doom's going to handle it. Uh, you know, I don't, We're know what to do. We'll have to wait for Doom to pick it up and figure it out for us. So Doom is plotting. Okay, He's plotting. He's trying to do everything he can to uh, essentially get onto Galactus' ship. He meets up with the Enchantress. And I, I just, I mean, I, maybe I don't remember it from being younger. I never remember Doom being so tortured by his fate. Like as I'm reading it now, like I knew he was always tortured by it, but I didn't realize it was that big a deal. And it's a big deal even in like New Secret Wars. It's still a big deal. Yeah, um, the I, the thing with Doom's face is that is as I understand it, he's he's not even really his face isn't even really that scarred. It's just one imperfection, and it's just a big thing to Doom. Like you know, right. his face is if it's not perfect, you know, he thinks it's you know a nightmare basically. So. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple interpretations. One is like he, like yeah, he only has like a little scar. The other is he only had a little scar, but when he put his mask on for the first time, then he burned the rest of his face. Yeah, it burned it to his face. Yeah, which is <laughs> pretty jacked up. Right. Yeah. Well, he's just trying to figure out all of his plans, and you know, Enchantress comes there to help him, and she offers him to fix his face, which probably gets into his most real moment. Like, My face. <laughs> but then, you know, he finally comes back to his senses. I don't know why he should I don't know, he should want to smash Enchantress over freaking uh, Sue Storm. I know I would. And, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so she goes, uh, he's still plotting what he's going to do. And when we get to the next issue, it's <laughs> I was kind of previewing it. Like, okay, so he finally does get on, spoiler alert, he gets on Galactus' ship. And he's able to make yeah. another villain, and he winds up making Claw. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Some about them K, them K villains, Claw, Kang, man, they all scrub. Oh, my God almighty. What kind of luck do you have, man? He's like, Joker, Joker, oh, Cherry. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. So Bad. now... Both hero groups are fighting on, are trying to essentially do the same thing, trying to get Galactus's attention to figure out a way to get him to stop. So Magneto is basically getting, or Xavier's getting his powers magnified by Magneto somehow. I really couldn't explain. Yeah, yeah I got a big problem with this panel. Yeah. How the hell is he doing that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Xavier's absorbing his power and boosting his telepathy. Is that what's yeah, going on? He says, he says boost. I think he says boost your latent mental powers. And that's, I think there is something to that. But yeah. I guess, you know, he's supposed to wear, supposedly he wears the helmet to block Magneto. So it seems to block Professor X. It seems Xavier. like they were, they were trying to do their combo move. He might have want to take the helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very comic booky moment. <laughs> just, yeah, I just had to point that out. Yeah. Their relationship throughout this one and, and the next one, to me, is, is very much like uh, the Days of Future Past movie or whichever, I guess, first class movie. Yeah, yeah first class. First class. With close, 
but like you know, edgy with each other, but very close to one another. Right. Boost your latent homosexual feelings. <laughs> <laughs> They're crossing their mental streams. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're trying to get their attention, and then Reed, hearkening back to the time that he saved Galactus's life, is thinking that he could maybe somehow speak to Galactus in a way that he'll, you know, get him to be able to stop. And then he stretches himself now. Uh, I know you got to have your, if you have your window up for Marvel superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain that his ability to stretch was not going to stretch as far as he stretched the lift. Um, that would have to be unearthly for him to stretch yeah, that Yeah, he damn would far. have to have unearthly, I would say agility then, because I'm sure I'm sure he was fighting at good. Good. Probably, probably maybe. Good, probably good strength, maybe. Typical strength. If that, yeah, yeah, I would say typical. He probably had, like, remarkable, I bet he had, like, remarkable agility. But they Maybe, stretching, yeah. Yeah, they stretching all the way out, like all the way out. And yeah, it's ridiculous. They, yeah, and between them fighting or between Xavier and Magneto trying to get through and uh, Reed Richards throwing his hands around trying to get him, they wind up getting um, Galactus' attention, but not in a good way. Nope. He's going to wind up striking back a little bit, and then he's going to go into defense mode to figure out, um, you know, to take down whatever's going there. I like the panel on the one page where you see uh, Iron Man with his hands on his hips. You see that, where they're all standing together. Yeah, um, he ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just kind of be on the panel here, just hanging out. My hands <laughs> you know, whatever. So, yeah, so then they got a thing goes there. What are they going to Or Iron Man says, what are you going to do, stick a big cat on us or something? And I see the design of that. That looks very kind of much like the Destroyer, right? Very much like, yeah, it's, except for he don't have that. Um, what is it, the little tuning fork on his head? It's similar right. to him, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like, it looks a lot like the Destroyer. And so similar. His little, yeah, his cat comes down, uh, starts beating the crap out of the heroes, um, they're not doing so well. I mean, he's got powers all over the place. Everybody's kind of taking it a little bit. Um, and then finally they get a chance to take it down a little bit. Of course, Cap leads the charge. I mean, you really see Captain America's leadership abilities in the Secret Wars. I, I've never – I've been more of a, a later fan of Captain America in the, my later reading years. At this time, yeah, me I don't really care for him all that much. But you really see, like, the leadership qualities that he does and did have at the time. Uh, They'd be lost without him, yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah, they would be completely yeah. lost without him, uh, especially if they had made Wasp the leader. And, and uh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have gone over so good. And so they take this down. And this is probably my favorite thing about Human Storm or uh, Human Torch is the freaking the Nova thing. Because he would rarely do it, and so when you did see him get to do it, it was always kind of special. I mean, he does what do you mean times. he'd rarely do it? He just did it in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it, he rarely does it, but he does it a couple of times here in the next couple of issues. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah a bunch, actually. He does do it a couple of times in this issue. Yeah, and so there's so – I always like, man, um, Johnny, go supernova. And, like, and even in those crappy freaking all the Fantastic Four movies, I was like, come on, they they got to have a scene where he goes supernova. Uh, didn't happen. 
uh, side growth topic, um, actually be for both of y'all. Did either or both of you see the remake of Fantastic Four? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't pay for it, but I, you know, I ain't gonna say how I saw it, but yeah. I yeah. That's okay. Did, yeah. Did, what do you think? It's it's literally like if you look at any review of it, it's pretty much what everybody says. It's like two different movies. It's like up to the point where they get their powers. It's one movie, and that movie wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I could see what they were trying to do. And after that, man, it falls off the damn cliff. It is terrible. <laughs> it, is, it makes no and it sense. it ends so fast. It's like you, yeah, know, you go yes. through this whole slow burn to finish in like five minutes. Like, yeah, yeah. Fox is done with that property, man. It's over with now. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't yeah. know, like, you know, they screwed up Doom again. Right? I don't get Badly. why that's so hard. Comically bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and I mean, and like we talked about it on the podcast, we all watched it together, and then did the podcast immediately after. And uh, I mean, it, it the stink of it sticks with you so immediately. It's just like, man, what in the world is that I just watched? And how did they yeah. get to that point? I mean, we've read all the articles about how the production and the director, and you know, Fox got a sticky wicket in there. I mean, we saw all that stuff, and you can kind of when you see it again. You can see all of that. It's like, well, you know, I want to change this and change this and change this and change this and change this, and then whatever movie that he had, they completely changed it to something else, and what that oh, something yeah. else was was an absolute mess. Um, so, yeah. yeah, hopefully at some point in time, Marvel gets that property back and can do it justice because, I mean, they really do need Doom as a villain in the Marvel Universe. It, Badly, it, it makes yeah. so much sense for everything because he's such a – he has beef with everybody. So you could put him in yes. any movie, um, and make it, you know, kind of spectacular. Okay. So anyway, yep. so they take down the battle cat, but of course the villains being Teddy Murphy's that they attack right after, and the heroes are down and they're a little bit wounded, and then finally, as the heroes are, you know, being struck down uh, from the attack on the villains, finally we get to see the X-Men actually come in to shine. And it's almost like a little cavalry scene right there where it's like, X-Men, attack! And <laughs> now, Wolverine's got his claws out, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But again, he's pointless in these things because if he's not fighting a robot, there's really not a lot that he can do. And he goes and right for Ultron. Goes, yeah, straight for goes, Ultron. Yeah. And as we go... And by the way... And what does he do? Yeah. He kicks, kicks him. him. <laughs> he doesn't even use his claws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! Just in case. Yeah, oh, I got just, these amazing just amazing. Dogs. Yeah, let me get let me get a side wrestling leg sweep on him. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so they attack. He kicks him. Everything's going down the way that it could or should. Colossus is anybody to kick me from my cat? Yeah, and he's taking out the second. <laughs> And then our boy gets some dialogue. He goes, this one's crazy. He's a berserker. (laughs) Finally gets some dialogue, some more dialogue. You can do a running count. And then Storm gets a whole panel where she literally does what she does in the cartoon. Elements, martial elements. (laughs) Yeah, she'd be putting the word to it, man. (laughs) She literally does what she does in the cartoon. You know, or she's like lightning. You know, and then uh, you see that panel that's underneath that thing. Like, all the heroes are just standing there watching. Like, really? Like, we're just. Yeah, I mean, all oh, of them, too. Watching. Like, even Thor is standing there watching. Like, oh, just chilling. Yeah, they're like, okay, let the X Men take care of it. Um, and so, 
Doom takes that opportunity to strike, and he gets on to Doom base. The battle rages on. Finally, Colossus, uh, with his freaking good fighting self, came up with a good number. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a power feat. If I ain't ever seen one, and just yeah, wide beam finally, or whatever. Yeah, he finally can roll a good number, and then he gets back <laughs> by the wrecking crew. And Hold that 99, out. yeah. Well, he gets knocked out completely, and he wound up converting back to his human form, too. Uh, Cyclops wipes the rest of them out. And yeah, then for some Cyclops. reason... Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, they leave him there. I mean, I know they do it for plot purposes, but I don't really understand why they had to leave him. <laughs> yeah, the story doesn't really exactly support why they left Yeah, because they just... He, like, Cyclops just wipes them out, and then they teleport out. But then they leave him there. <laughs> yep. It doesn't make any it's, sense. It's like yeah. it's literally after they all their villains have already left. What are they scared <laughs> of? The heroes? Yeah. Cyclops didn't want to leave you, Morph. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Professor man. X tries to explain it and he he claims he's aware they have a healer and he trusts Captain America to do the right thing. But it seems like I, I don't know why they leave in the first place. I, I think his conclusion that they're better off like being, you know, an independent fighting force. I, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole X Men angle is kind of shaky I, at best. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was waiting high. for a big redemption after like the two jobs they had to pull on this first part of the series. <laughs> I was waiting for a big redemption. I guess I remembered it wrong. This is like, <laughs> you know, maybe a victory on the Sunday Night Wrestling show. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, a, a dusty finish of some sort. But yeah, it's a it's a count out finish. You, you might want to like, you know count out a time limit draw. Yeah, top yeah. top rope disqualification. Like all the kids off the top rope. Yeah, you get to win that on the cheap way. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's bad. And again, they cheat them terribly here. And then Mag and then um, Xavier is on like a straight up power trip. And like I said, it plays out in the next issue too. Um, yeah. Uh, he's just on a power trip about how he's going to run the team now. He's like, bitch, so now you can walk, you giving orders too? You know? <laughs> 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 That's exactly it. That that <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about shit when you was in that chair, now you walking, giving out orders and shit. Yeah, so, I mean, it was uh, like overnight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he's completely I mean, changed, man, once he got the ability to walk. Um <laughs> So they leave Cyclops, or they leave Colossus there. We get some fascinating uh, roadie dialogue here. Just fascinating. <laughs> uh, let alone the hot shot. But, you know, he talks about that. And so, but we also get Johnny Storm with a dick, too. Johnny Storm is a racist asshole. Who knows if she can help a mutant? I mean, they're not exactly normal humans. He's a whole different species. <laughs> Oh, and God. <laughs> Iron Man. Let me get this straight. The guy who's <laughs> first in the flame has doubts from the broad from a planet module that can help you. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Oh. Black, huh? oh. Oh. I mean, Johnny Storm is being a straight up dick, like, just to yeah. no one's surprised. But yeah, yeah. Some, of the, some of the lingo just, oh, God. Yeah. You got you broad. shaking your head. Oh, uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the the Mongo line too, yeah. Yeah, and well, not only that too. It's, okay, so the Avengers have fought with 
Tony Stark as Iron Man for a significant period of time that he was Iron Man. Y'all niggas can't yeah. tell that that ain't freaking Tony Stark in there? They know. Like, Tony Stark calling people bras and man and hot shots and Dr. J records. Like, you ain't yeah. Like, <laughs> Clearly, nobody's a great detective on the Avengers squad. But anyway, <laughs> so, and then, <laughs> and sorry, uh, sorry, Brother Beaver. Johnny Storm pulls every white man defense of all time. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> My best friend is orange. <laughs> Straight up does he it, pulls too. the exact white man defense, for sure. You know what I mean, man. I mean, I think I it's, like, so, it's so fascinating that, like, you know, the Marvel is, you know, they never call it racism, but, I mean, the X-Men is basically their chance to write stories about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and it is, it's also amazing. Like, you know, that, that the human torch, like you said, the guy who can turn to flames has a problem with the guy who can turn metal. Right. While he's banging an alien. I mean, yeah. The whole thing is <laughs> so, yeah. 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 It's crazy. And then again, uh, soul brother, Iron Man. Hey, chill out. Jack. <laughs> chill out, Jack. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Now oh, you done man. gone and lost your place in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And he's like, look, he's nuts. Maybe they all are. I mean, Johnny is a straight-up racist I, prick. I I mean, he really they make is. him look. He looks, I mean, yeah. as bad as we was in on Wasp, I mean, he surpassed her in every way. So yeah. I mean, yeah, so she finally does get there to heal Colossus. Johnny's still trying to get it in, though. And again... <laughs> Old brother Iron Man number one. Hey, she's gorgeous too. Not a bad jacket. <laughs> <laughs> focus on the wounded. Why are you trying to focus about getting it in? Like all the time, So then we start to get more of. I'll stop calling him bitch Colossus. We'll call him emo Colossus. He's super emo. <laughs> And, you know, finally, you know, he's seeing, like, what's going on with Zaza and the Human Torch and starting to get, you know, in his feelings about being jealous, even though he don't know her. And she hadn't even healed him yet. You know, when I first read it, and I think they kind of play it out later on, and, like, some of maybe her healing powers was playing towards, like, maybe making her affectionate or making him affectionate towards her. Yeah, yeah, they, they, really they say kinda, that several you know, times. They kind of play on that idea maybe a little bit. But even yeah. before that, she was already in his feelings, like, why are you looking at him like that? Why don't you look at me like that? You know, so she comes, she heals him, you know, that's that, and then everything goes back to Doom getting inside of um, Galactus' ship and trying to figure out what he's going to do and trying to figure out his plan. And, you know, again, spoiler alert, he's doing everything he can in his power to, you know, kind of figure out a way how he's going to steal the Beyonder's power and doing what he can yeah. to do it. Um, yep. So that's issue five. We open up in issue six, and now this is totally, this is totally when there's no diversity in the room here. Brother Beavis brought up the 60s version of the Wasp, and she was introduced where she was kind of helpless, and she would, like, go shopping or get kidnapped or something like that. (laughs) Now, mind you, she's the leader of the Avengers at this time, the leader Mm -hmm. of the team. She's been an Avenger in and out and off and on for 20-some-odd years up to this point. Yet here she is total damsel in distress, can't do 
essentially anything. She can't fly a ship, even though she got the ship out of there and beat the X-Men and Magneto's ass in five panels the previous episode. Oh, yeah. She can't fly the ship. Everything's going wrong. She's worried about her nails being broken. She doesn't have an injury <laughs> board. I mean, it's, this is, it's terrible, man. I mean, honestly, if I were a woman and it was in the comic books and I wasn't 12 or 13 years old, I'd be reading this like, you know what, this is crap, and I'm not going to Because there's a female this. colorist that did this, right? Yeah, but maybe I, maybe they don't include her in plots. I guess you know? not. This is yeah, I think this is all Jim Shooter thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jim Shooter's a writer. Yeah, maybe include her in plots. She probably only got pages and just inked it and uh, or traced it. <laughs> and so um, you know she yeah. So I mean it's just it's just terrible. I was reading the first few pages and I was like, holy, that is so freaking sexist. Woman can't drive. All she's worried about is her hair and her nails. I mean, come on, man, really? Beat her at the damn Avengers. And that's just all that's all she's concerned about. And then, of course, they place her with an F-level villain, and she gets into the swamp <laughs> and winds up having to face the lizard who disappeared from Battle One. Like after that, you don't even see. And yeah, where did he go? Yeah, he yeah. just left him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And this plays in the Big Hutchins thing about the villains being super terrible here. I mean, yeah, uh, you're right about that one. Desert is awful. But side yeah. topic. Uh, I know I probably had this conversation with Brother Beavis. What did you think about the uh, the reboot of Spider-Man, the first one, saying man, the, the Amazing Spider-Man? The Amazing Spider-Man. I was never a fan of it. It just I never bought him as Peter Parker at all. He did okay. pretty good on the Spider-Man side with the, the joke cracking and. You know, being the pain in the ass, we all know how Spider-Man is. He never shuts the hell up. Uh, But, yeah, I never – it's like, man, I just could not buy him as Peter Parker. He was a jerk, basically. Uh, I don't know. They did some good things right, and they did – they got some things that were just wrong, and that's never felt right to me. And then the second one was a disgrace. (laughs) Just don't even get me started about that one. Yeah, that is – the second one's super awful. Um, It's awful. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I my my Spider Man story the maybe Spider Man story is kinda of funny because at the time my son was way into Spider Man. Uh, not right. so much anymore. Um but we're driving to go see the movie and we're running late and I got hit with a ticket uh for a rolling stop on the way to the movie theater. Wrong, so man. That, mind you, a hundred and fifty dollar ticket will ruin any movie for you. Um Yep. So getting in there I'm already mad. Uh, so I was like, man, maybe I just hated it because I got a you know a ticket before the movie started, and so right. I had to watch it on like HBO one of those weekends. And I was like, no, this is still bad. Um, <laughs> this is still bad. I'm like, I I I kind of dug him as Spider Man. I hated him as Peter Parker. Uh, I was like, you are way yeah, too same cool. as I did. Oh, man. Like you're way too cool. And Flash, then, yeah. Flash Thompson comes up to him then, and they're all like friends. I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, it, it, it just, <laughs> right. He's way too cool. He is way too. It just it emo. That part. Yeah, he was super emo too. I was like, this doesn't work for me. And yeah. and then you know you stick him with a again a terrible villain and then a terrible plot too. Um, yeah, both then, of them were terrible. Both movies. And, yeah, terrible plot. And it just and it dissolves like near the end too with all the stuff yeah. that happened. Yeah, it's just it's got so many faults. Um, and then they just yeah. doubled down uh, on the ridiculousness for the second one, and um, yeah. that 
that, that Amazing Spider-Man 2 is one of the worst movies committed to superhero celluloid. It's it's that bad. It, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, yeah. The Sony. Movie. Yeah, Sony just they don't understand the tr- just like uh, Fox with Fantastic Four. They really don't completely understand the character. They think they do, but they don't. It's oh. one of those things that you wish Marvel could take a shot at it, but you know we're not going to see that obviously because of the license. At least not Spider Man. Well, now we. Well, no, he's, they, they're up. sharing the property now. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I, I'm not correcting myself. Yeah, they're, now that they now that they actually got input, you know, even Sony, you know, kudos to them for figuring out that they were yeah. fucking things up, yeah. and you know, it was like, hey, this is your character. How would you do it? You know, and so they yeah. finally and they finally gave gave the MCU a shot at it. So hopefully, there we'll see the proper <laughs> uh, trajectory for Spider Man at least yeah. for. On the MCU side, who knows what's going to happen on the Sony side when they have control of it again? But. Yeah, something between like the first Spider-Man and the second one, and then you know maybe with some of the fun stuff with the with the Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, so, like somewhere in between the two of those. Nothing to do with the third uh, Tobey Maguire one or the second one. Like none of that yeah. stuff needs to be anywhere near anything. But like a mix right. of that character would work because um, I mean, you know. At, the world's a better place when there's good Spider-Man movies. Um, that's just my opinion. All right. So, right. Doom's on the ship. We painted this. You guys before. want the chat line on the lizard before we leave? Yeah, him just go ahead. Excellent yeah. fighting, remarkable agility, incredible strength, amazing endurance. Yeah. Damn. That sounds about right. Well, he's got to be kind of equal to Spider-Man, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, nobody's beat Spider-Man in that game. Um, no, no. Nobody. Um, Close, though. Thor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, basically. Um, okay, okay, wait, go, where's Mr. Fantastic then? Uh, I was just looking at it. He Hold on, has, I got it off. He's terrible. Okay, he's got, he's got good, good fighting, typical good. agility, typical yeah. strength, excellent <laughs> endurance. That is horrible. 42 health. I think Steve Storm has more health than he does. Oh, yeah, I think she does. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, she's got 46. He has 42. That's good. But, uh, that now, he, he does have monstrous elongation, uh, we were talking about earlier. So oh, that's monster. that's okay. pretty up there. Okay. So maybe, uh, so, maybe yeah. so, you know, maybe we maybe. He was, they were right. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, and, well, actually, Big Hot should be the worst person for this. Tell me on the timeline here. So Secret Wars is actually before Marvel Superheroes, right? Yes. It's right around there because the module, the Murder World module they released had She-Hulk in it. Oh. The third, Murder World was the third module they released. Um, The X-Men one, and and the Avengers team has Captain Marvel, Wasp, Captain America, Iron Man. I don't know which Iron Man. So I think it's right around that time. Okay. It's close. It's very close. Okay. Okay. That's what I figured because I was again things get shady and hazy, and I'm like I remember even sometimes either reading these books and then playing the game or it was right thereafter. Like I can't remember altogether, but I remember Claw being in the in Marvel superheroes. And yeah, I do too. I'm thinking like, like this is a whack character now. Like he's a terrible villain. <laughs> uh, so yeah, these are the, these are like copyright eighty four. Okay. Yeah. So right. At, so we're right on it then, because uh, yeah, it's very close. Okay. Perfect. All right. 
So he gets this is one of the worst role playing games, by the way. You think uh, so? And we talk about wow. it with reverence here, but it is yeah. it is like one of the worst systems. Like we, ever. we talk about it because it gives substance to the characters that, that we were following, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, a good it, it's got its foibles. Yeah. Uh, I, well, and I told uh, Big Hutch that he should do, and that I would have to sit out and. I'd be like female perspective when we're talking about comic book stuff and the yeah, podcast yeah. that um, yeah, yeah. do like a role playing game podcast. Just mm-hmm. to talk about some of that stuff because um, I mean he's you know he's got a doctoral degree in it and so does uh, Brother Beavis. But like I think at least for game systems or, or role playing games like that, like I think you know there's, there's I mean there's a there's a space for that and there's people that remember those games the same way that we do. Um, I, I mean, I didn't right. have a lot of success with those games, but uh, like, I, I, mean, I remember playing them and I remember thinking that they were, yeah, at the time, very, very cool. And I think I'm more than anything, I just like taking the little figures, the little paper figures that you could cut. Yeah. The little tri-corner little figures, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like those. Pretty sure my dog ate a bunch of those, too. So, <laughs> anyway, so we go over, we get Claws, introduction, he can't speak. He can't do much of anything. They say that he yeah. winds up getting uh, somehow how Dazzler had eaten him and to shoot him at Galactus, and then that's how he winds up on Galactus' ship. Does that? Does that? Because I was looking for the reference in there. Was that made up? Because it doesn't reference an issue of Dazzler where this would have happened. Well, it sounds like it would work because obviously she uses she converts sound into light. Well, I mean, she had her series at the time. Though. Like what yeah. episode? What issue of Dazzler did it happen in? I have no idea. They don't really me, refer you to Let me either. dig into my Dazzler collection and see if I can purchase this one. <laughs> well, I'll salute you if you got some Dazzlers around. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Uh, wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, a very bad, bad character. Um, so, yeah, so Doom's going to use Claw to essentially be his... Uh, his step and fetch it, essentially. Go do what I say. Go talk to these villains because I'm not going to talk to them. Um, and, you know, it is what it is with them. Now, they introduced Claw in Age of Ultron, right? The character of Claw? Yeah, yeah. And he, actually, they did a good job at it, too. And right. they set it up for, you know, him being the kind of uh, the Claw from the comic. Well, hopefully not too close, but... Well, they cut his um, off. Yeah, they cut his arm off, and you understand why. You know, he only has one arm, you know, so. Okay, that was one of those little Easter eggy things there. Um, So all the heroes are putting things back together. The villains are going back to Doom Base. And then Claw shows up, and he's supposed to do whatever. They're supposed to do whatever he says. He's got him a message from Doom. Ultron, who's been programmed to be Doom's bodyguard, is like, yo, you need to listen to this man. Um, you know, Titania or whatever is going to get in a fight with Ultron, but everybody backs down. So now we get back to the swamp, and uh, apparently the Wasp is the wisp, the lizard whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> you can get him to calm down. I mean, if you look at the shots of, like, the, the away shots of the lizard, it's really, like, out of, like, a bad, like, Creature of the Black Lagoon movie. Like where he's standing with his arms in the air. <laughs> yeah. He looks at Classic like, villain pose. Yeah. Yeah. Why is she afraid of you? Uh, I have no idea. And so, um, 
and then it turns into like he turns into a pet for her when she's talking to him. It's okay, dear. You won't hurt. Oh, is that on? It's all pretty, buddy, bruise, pretty, pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's an embarrassing scene. It, it is, makes no it sense. Is. It is for a female character that is, again, who has a long history in these comic books. That's a terrible way to handle her and to put her in this situation that's just, I mean, it's just insane and freaking asinine. But anyway. <laughs> so. There's, again, the wolf, uh, X-Men are cleaning up. Xavier is exhausted because he's been walking. You know, he hadn't been walking for a long time. And so he goes to take a break. He's going to try to get into the mind of um, Doom to see his plan, but the, uh, the Enchantress cock blocks him, so he can't read minds anymore. <laughs> but he gets enough of the plan where he's going to send out the X-Men, and I got a lot to say about this. Um, here in a second. Yeah, yeah, here it is, yeah. Yeah, and so he goes, and he's like, all right, we're going to go, you know, here's our plan. We're going to send a team out to go do this. Cyclops, you're in charge. You know, you, Rogue, and Wolverine go do this. And then then, uh, Storm turns into angry black woman. And (laughs) rightfully so, in a sense, but how it's done, again, there's no diversity in the room, and so... Mm. And so when I read it the first time, I was like, well, they kind of kept the strength of the character without making it, um, without you know, they kept the strength of the character without, you know, weakening her and still her being able to keep her pop, her point. But there's also some freaking mansplaining here uh, that's kind of uncomfortable. Like, you know, so, you know, she comes in, she's like, you know, you want to speak to me? He's like, no, I'm going to speak to you. I'm the leader of the X-Men. Not Cyclops and not you. Now, this is after um, Cyclops had left the team, after um, uh, Jean Grey had died. Yeah. He had gone off for a while. He right. met Madison Pryor. He's gotten married. This is after Wolverine's uh, marriage to uh, Mariko or whatever. Mariko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's been in charge of the X-Men for, you know, roughly, it's like that was for like a while. In five. Yeah, she's been in charge yeah. of the X-Men. Probably yeah. for almost thirty issues or forty yeah, for a while, because Cyclops yeah, left in like the yeah like right after Jean Grey's death, right? Yeah, pretty right. much. Left in one thirty eight. He's gone. Yeah, which is a, that's a lot of issues. Yeah, that's I what mean, three four years. Yeah, <laughs> I think I they're mean, up to like one eighty at this point. So yeah, that's a lot. Like of almost issues. three or four years. Yeah, and right. so he's and he had been gone for a little bit, and then he had came back and. um but, I mean, he, you know, Storm has clearly been in charge. I mean, this was before she even loses her powers. Uh, yeah, way before. Yeah. And, you know, and she's still in charge of the X-Men even after that. So, I mean, yeah. they, they, you know, Storm's a super powerful character. And, you know, we talk about this on the podcast a lot about how they can't get the character right in the movie. Um, but we'll worry right. about that later. But Storm is, like, so pissed off. She's controlling the weather outside. And then now, you know, he's talking to her. Gotta like control yourself. Your pa- your anger is disrupting weather patterns for miles around, which will make it difficult for Cyclops. <laughs> like this is the exact reason that I'm making the weather outside. Why are you so worried about damn Cyclops? And I'm gonna let Brother Beavis have his say on what turn Cyclops has been turned into in a moment. And he's like, let that. Let that fool wait. I did not order Cyclops to take off. I mean, that's a powerful <laughs> line right there. Yeah, that don't make no damn sense right there. <laughs> but then, yeah, Xavier goes straight into mansplaining. Oh, so 
you're the field general, and I'm what, the age training officer? Fit perhaps to hold your battle skills but not lead you? Is that what you believe? You are an excellent tutor. Leave the war to the warriors. Now he's got the finger pointing out. And yeah. <laughs> um, I, I ain't going to say much about anything, but if once a white dude points their finger at a black lady like that, you just might as well accept it that you're about to maybe catch one verbally. <laughs> That's <laughs> not how this conversation ends in reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this could be an episode of where keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you complaining on my phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she's like, I made my decision. I will give the orders. Do you understand? Are you understood? And it's like, you know, and again, it's. Storm is like so strong. She's like, give orders then, and see who follows them. I will go my own way. And then he's like, no, you won't. I'm like, dang, man, like for real. Like, I mean, yeah, he put her in a box. Straight he put up. her in a box. I mean, and it's that. Like I said, I know the relationship between Cyclops and Xavier would never get to this point. Well, not never, but it does later on. But not in this, not yeah. in this. But it's like, it's like it's weird that you having him talking to her like that to me. Again, not 1984 me, but definitely 45-year-old me. It's like, hey, man, pipe down here, Xavier. Like, would he have done that to another character where they had allowed it to be done to another character in the book? You know? Mm. And, yeah, I'm, you know, trying, to re- I'm trying to remember how this whole story pans out at this point. I mean, I haven't read ahead, but, right. I mean, the X-Men are not in a good place at this point. No. No, they got, <laughs> they got major leadership issues and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And he's like, well, if you don't do what I say, I'll change your mind and make you do what I say. I'm like, who? Which is, yeah, which supposedly, yeah, yeah, that's supposed to be the thing that he hates to do the most, uh, messing with somebody else's mind. And he's just straight like, yeah, I'm I'm just going to, like, lobotomize you if you try to leave. I was like, what the hell? It makes no sense what he says. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and would he do that to Cyclops? Would he do it to Wolverine, who's constantly barking out orders or, or you know, yeah, yeah, disrupting? Yeah, yeah, it just seems kind of yeah, it don't make any sense. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. So I don't know, but yeah, you want to go ahead and give your like spiel on modern day Cyclops, uh, brother? <laughs> <laughs> seems like as good a time as any. I mean, so I, I mean. I mean the the gist of where the whole thing with him in the movies has just got me like I that that's what did it for me. I mean <sighs> even they they grafted like so much of his story onto Wolverine in the movies. Um and they didn't oh, make yeah. him like you know, Big Hutch yeah. I think in the first I think it was in the first series he was talking about how like just how generic Cyclops is and I think he's actually like a, a pretty complex character and he's got all these you know, he's got he's you know absolute loyalty to the dream. He's been the leader, but here he's come back and he's not the leader, and he's dealing with that. He's got all his relationship problems where he's like he's hooked up with his a clone of his wife, and he doesn't know it, and then he ditches her, and when he finally does marry Jean, you know, then he ditches her for the White Queen. He's got all this abandonment issue. I mean, but then once they go like once he starts just like killing people and abandoning the dream, and it's just like what you know they tried to. They, they tried to make him interesting in a way that was sort of against everything else, and 
And this was yeah. a weird time for him because he hasn't split off for X Factor yet. So he's like, uh, you know, kind of he won't speak up. He's trying to he's trying to fall in line. But then when Storm loses her powers, he's like, well, obviously I'm the leader now. And then he gets punked again. Right. So <laughs> I just think he's oh. you know he's regarded as just like a you know just a pure white bread character, goody two shoes. And so anybody that doesn't like put any effort to it just writes him that way, and he sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Movies or comics, so yeah, well, I, I agree. I agree. They have not done right by Cyclops at all. They no. basically what you said about the movies and uh, Fox. They the problem with the movies is they want to put Wolverine in the middle of everything and make him the leader of everything. So that leaves Cyclops basically out in the cold. You know, they, he has no role in the movie uh, after the first one. Anyway, he was kind of the leader in the first one, and after that, yeah. it was pretty much the Wolverine show with the X Men. You know, I think there there are elements like I think they did a good job in the first movie of with capturing like the Wolverine versus Cyclops mentality, but yeah. you know the fact that they killed him off screen in the second one. Um, yeah, that that, that movie was terrible. Yeah, that, that was like, or the third one, I guess. So in the yeah. second one, yeah. he was in it for like five minutes and then he gets knocked out. Yeah, back <laughs> at the end, crying <laughs> for the last ten minutes of the movie, and then he gets killed <laughs> off camera in the third one. Yeah. Uh, so horrible. I was excited horrible. to see him cameo, but like the the X Men animated series with him, they I mean they had him down because right. you know he is he doesn't want to leave the characters behind, but he has to because it's good for everybody else, and he stands by it, and then he formulates a plan to go after him, and he's you know he takes down more Sentinels than everybody else, and he's you know he he does challenge Xavier, but he's kind of a bitch about it, and I like Storm here, so he didn't have to get beat all the way down, but. Yeah, I think they they got a lot of his character right in the comics, and and it doesn't take that much effort. But when you don't put it in, or when you know you got to pay Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry to get the movie made, then yeah, cut that character. No one likes him. <laughs> well, and yep. then they tried to, um, and then they've taken the characters in the comics, like took him way into oh yeah, La La Land. I mean, and it, to the point where they, I think they knew, not think, I know they knew that they messed the character up so much. So they wind up having to introduce those all new X Men with the people with the X Men from the past to bring them to the future to kind of reset the character for Cyclops because I mean yeah yeah you they went Xavier you give him the Phoenix Force I mean like what what in the world he tur- I mean you essentially turn him into Magneto and pretty much like yeah I mean and you know and it of course it evolved over time but it just didn't make any sense with the forty year history that the character had prior to yeah. the two-year history that they did that. It doesn't make any sense. I'm thinking that uh, Avengers versus X-Men series is actually a sequence where Magneto's like, come on, easy, Cyclops, come on now. And it's like, what, yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Like, you're getting kind of crazy. And Magneto says yeah. that, that's how it's Yeah, yeah that, that's a big red stuff, red light right there. <laughs> you, can't, you can't attain mutant freedom by any means necessary. What are you doing, <laughs> Cyclops? <laughs> Magneto's turned into Malcolm X after his trip to Mecca. He's like, hey, man, like, look, slow down. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we, we it's a mess. Help. But anyway, all right, so back to the, the healing village. Uh, Emo Colossus is still concerned about uh, Kitty Pride, but he's also got Zaza or whatever in his mind, too. And, you know, he has a relapse and she has to come in and heal him again. And he's really starting to feel all his feelings towards her. You know, you're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. 
he's still looking at her longingly for everything. And then, of course, Mr. Cockblock himself, the human torch, comes in and snatches her <laughs> away, and he's all upset. And he's feeling the human torch. What is he doing? He's taking your woman to go smash her, fool? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they do it in Russia, but yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So he ain't doing nothing. I'm about to go get me some in the air. And so he <laughs> comes in, uses her all up dirty, and then brings her back. That face for Colossus at the bottom of that panel, man. <laughs> it, he looks. Oh my God! Straight bitch, pitiful. Oh, you got yeah, you got to see it to believe it. It is bad. <laughs> Oh, working or doing something. 
something that they probably shouldn't be doing. So, Carter uh, <laughs> Dude's uh, new plan. He sends out a couple, the Wrecking Crew and Titania out to this area along with the Molecule Man, and then the X Men do show up and go ahead and have this fight. Now, I love again. I love the where we shout out the names of everybody. It's Doctor Octopus, Molecule Man, it's Sword Man, <gasps> and the Lady Powerhouse. I think they got uh, got us outgunned, Cyclops. And Rogue is, and you brought this up in the first podcast, or the last podcast, Brother Beavis, about, you know, this version of Rogue as compared to the version of Rogue that we have now. It's, she's such a stronger character now. You know, she's much more in control of her power. She's not as, like, immature with everything. I mean, so she's such a much stronger character now. Um, so, you yeah. have to go into this fight. Wolverine claws out in pretty much every panel here, by the way. And once again, he's useless. Useless. He gets hit yep. by, I mean, gigantic rock. Gets knocked yep. out of pieces. Yeah, just terrible. Yeah, and they really and didn't know like, how to use him back then, did they? No, Psychos clearly in charge of the team. You know, he's going to make this move, and now there's three of them against. You know, at least with especially with Titania there. You know, some pretty strong villains there to take out Doctor Octopus, and you know they're fairly successful in trying to to fight against them. You know, I think that's based primarily on Cyclops' leadership. Yeah, Rogue is super strong, and and Wolverine is useless. So, I mean, he's really essentially fighting them off on his own. Um, You know, and he does what he can. Yeah, he does what he can. Everybody knows that they need to take out the Molecule Man, and then when Wolverine finally gets a chance to do it, again, calls out every panel, he goes to cut him up, and then Cyclops, you know, pushes his optic glass to where he only wounds him instead of killing. And he goes, shut up, up! Cyclops, <laughs> <laughs> why did you deflect my strike? You know, and then Titania bitch slaps me. Yeah, hard too. I mean, he gets, yeah, he gets bitch slapped. Yeah, he oh, learned man. that from Thor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned very well from Thor's bitch slap of me. Um, so yeah, he forwams him off, and, you know, and everybody's concerned about him. Is he dead? Is he dead? And uh, Doctor Octopus, you know, is like he's not dead yet. And again, like, like how would he not kill him? Like seriously though, he's got adamantium claws. He's had no shield up or anything like that. Like yeah, but he only has that. He only has. He only does excellent damage with his claws. Oh, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> well, in the in the original version, right? At least like twenty. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah, they they revised it in the advanced version. I think they revised it to like he's up to monstrous. Um, yeah. If he if he tries to straight cut with the blade or something, I don't know. But yeah, yeah I remember that was that was a huge point of contention. I remember back in the day. Well, there was no point of having certain characters because even if they had any sort of armor on them, you couldn't cut. So it was pointless to have. Them. Oh, he was useless. He was useless. Yeah. Just like just like in this comic book. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he was accurately portrayed. <laughs> accurately portrayed. Hey, how about that? <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. So, <laughs> now, I never, I didn't get like why they, why Cyclops set off this uh, volcano. I wasn't quite sure as to why he had done that. Um, I don't know. It's like he's trying to cover their tracks or something. I don't know. That doesn't make no sense. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know. know. I, didn't, I didn't really catch that. And so he maybe it looks good in the panel. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it looks good panel. I think he and determines that it it was somehow targeted towards distracting Galactus, and so he right. does oh. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sure. So back to the swamp, and uh, with his latent with his latent mental powers, I think he yeah. read the mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love how everybody's got latent abilities too. By the yeah. way, every, every mutant's got some, some kind of secondary latent ability. Yeah, yeah, secondary mutation. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we go back to the swamp, and they let Lizard and uh, Wasp play out their little Beauty and the Beast moment here, which is all it is. And um, yeah, she's trying to teach him about you know. Oh, I see. Well, I heard you were vicious and cruel, but I believe in judging people. And I don't know. Where's the pot and all those other people, those things that sing and swing around? And maybe if this goes on long enough, the pedal won't fall off the road and he'll turn into a prince or a doctor. Actually, he's a doctor, Dr. Cop. Um, so, yeah. so all this comes out and they're having their moment. And then, of course, the wrecking crew some cop blockers, too. Um, <laughs> anytime yeah, they are, really. Something, uh, they do get involved in it somehow, some way to kind of wreck that up. And then they shoot through her with some sort of laser thing. And then Lizard goes off. You killed my woman. And look, come on, man. He, <laughs> he says, the, he says it all woman. He says no woman. <laughs> Even the Lizard could take out the wrecking crew. Isn't that <laughs> the wrecking crew are some scrubs. We already established that. I mean, God. <laughs> And our, our man gets some dialogue. He goes, Wrecker, he's going nuts. Do something. <laughs> you the leader. Do you something. You the leader. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they bring up this ray, and they bring him up to the ship, and then they pull the wasp out, who, again, still not dead. She's been kidnapped and shot. It's like a fucking lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be able to show my age and be played like by fucking Connie Selica in the movie version of this. <laughs> nothing could have happened to her. I don't know who the modern version of Connie Selica is. It's all the Lifetime movies all the time. But um, they'd definitely be playing the Wasp in the Lifetime version. Um, oh, God. And again, everything is based on Galactus and his ship and him, you know, trying to eat the planet. And now there's a lurking stranger out there. We all know that it's Spider Woman and Spider Girl, um, and then that issue yeah. that ends issue six, um, you know, pretty much. You know, you start to see like sometimes like maybe twelve issue limited series aren't such a great idea uh, because the amount of filler. Um, yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a ton of filler because um, you just kind of get these kind of random scenes. Um, from here and there, and I mean, they did a good job of introducing like Spider Girl Woman here. Like, I I I, I like that when I read ahead a little bit, I was like, I like how they introduced her. Um, but still, they were just kind of yeah. taking some moments here and there and then stretching it out. This could have probably been done probably somewhere between six and eight issues. Yeah, this um, could have been an eight issue series. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, and the original one went, I think, what or the most recent one went nine issues. Yeah, that's still a lot. Yeah, 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 but it is a lot in modern comics because, as Brother Beavis said, I mean, you know, there's really no reading to it. You know, everything plays out on the page. There's no thought box. There's no, there's none of that. I mean, it's just playing out on the page, so they're very easy reads. 
Uh, right. But apparently they're too difficult to get out on time. But that's my pet As I picked up Iron Invincible Iron Man number six the other day, and Secret Wars just ended uh, what uh, maybe three weeks ago. I'm like, um, yeah, this book is really late. Just saying, we have to go through all the all the racial sensitivity reviews now. Now is that, that what it is? That's what's taking so long. We go ahead and change all the dialogue. I got to take my man out of every thought bubble. Yeah. <laughs> it holds the process up a little bit. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll yeah, let's call it that then because uh, they're definitely not, don't get me started on scout book to leave. So we, did you guys read this yeah. as it was coming out? I'm curious or, or in, in at least in proximity because this at this time, so they just killed the wasp. Uh mm-hmm. At this right. time, Jean Grey was dead and not yet yes. back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Gwen Stacy was dead. Uh, uh, who, uh, <laughs> I had like three or four others in mind. A lot of people are dead at this point and haven't come back. Did this at right. that point seem like, oh, snap, they just killed the wasp? Regardless of mm. whether or not, we've pretty well established that none of us like her, but... Right. Yeah. Well, I mean... And well, I mean, you mean in it from like the, the like just female characters that they've taken out? No, I mean like as you read this, and it's like wow, they just shot Wasp to the heart and killed her, and she is in fact dead as we read forward. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. is that in any way surprising? I mean, I think the one of the cool things about, uh, I mean, the fact that she dies doesn't stick. But one of the cool things about this series is that there are changes in the rest of continuity because of it. Yeah, this at all surprising mm-hmm. at the time. Like, wow, they just killed somebody. Right. Yeah, well, fairly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's not a major, major character, but she's, you know, still one of the Avengers. Yeah. The Avengers leader, of, of what we said at the time. At the time, so, yeah. So, yeah, that is fairly significant. I agree with that. Yeah, but but again, it's also, you know, I mean, in probably 14, 15, 16-year-old, us probably also remembered at the time. Like, man, I don't know if I say dead. Except Gwen, so that's what I'm saying. Like people hadn't come back yet. Jean Grey was yeah. still dead. Still dead. Uh, originally, yeah. Man. Gwen Stacy was still dead. Yeah, the, the uh, deaths back then, yeah, they they meant a little bit more than they do mm-hmm. now. Uh, so that's that was a sure. pretty hard decision, actually, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> come to think, I think of it. they probably weighed out who they could kill that nobody would care about. <laughs> yeah, like, Waffle. Mm, yeah, definitely be Waffle. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, you know, it was going to be a woman or a minority. <laughs> and um, they're like, we, they we can't kill Rhodey. His dialogue is so golden. We won't have a story if we don't have Rhodey right <laughs> This stuff just writes itself. This is amazing. Yeah, they didn't do the. Yeah. yeah. We can't kill Storm. He's the only black lady here. So yeah. we can't do that. Too uh, fierce. Oh, no, that's right. No, they got Captain Marvel. They could have got. Actually, oh, that's true. Run Captain Marvel. She's always in the bath. I mean, they can't. Yeah, she's always taking a bath. (laughs) Yeah, two black females at the same time. That's fairly crazy. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder if they share any scenes together. That would be a bigger issue. You know, like Mm. oh well, you know, hey, how you doing? What's your hair products like? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, anywho. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, as we start to wrap up podcast, OG podcast number three, uh, real quick, and I was actually going to go and see it 
I'm either going to see it tomorrow after work or uh, maybe tomorrow evening if I have the opportunity to. Any thoughts on Deadpool? Um, it looks like they got it right. I mean, the the reviews have been, I think it's trending at about 84% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is, you know, pretty high. I mean, if you use it's Avengers as a bar, yeah, that's, that's pretty damn good. And especially considering Fox with the Fantastic Four fiasco, that they got this right was both makes me really happy and really angry at the same time. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I'm going to probably try to see it tomorrow. Uh, me, me and my boy was probably going to go check it out. Yeah, if I can sneak out during the day and see it, I'll see it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to wait. I mean, I was pretty, I was optimistic about it until I heard some words that chilled me to the bone that Rob Liefeld oh. was was associated with it. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I don't really care for many of Rob Liefeld's characters. I didn't really ever care yeah. for his artwork or his you're, character. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Um, I don't think you're in the minority here. Yeah, yeah, so I used to think it was just me, but then, yeah, I guess I'm not. No, it's definitely not you. Uh, you okay. You the choir on that one. Um, maybe we, maybe it's just the old school, you know, mentality. Yeah. It wasn't meant for us. <laughs> Something, uh, I, don't I know. guess. I had a Twitter follower hit me up today. Um, shout out to Brian Johnson. Uh, he said he went and saw it last night. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, now he's a DC fan, uh, uh-huh. and so you know, he's got he has a little bit of a natural bias towards it. He said that he thought it was way over the top um, in terms yeah. of the um, the comedy or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was like, you know, he's like, man, it was like Ace Ventura. <laughs> oh wow! I was like, hey, man. <laughs> oh man! I, was like, I hope it's not down, that dude. crazy, but yeah. I was like, slow <laughs> down. For real, yeah. don't be yeah. careful. Uh, right. And so he just he says he's like I'm not you know he you know he recognizes his bias, but he was like I think it might not have just been for me and it was over the top for me. He's like I'm not sure if it was that, you know. Right. I mean he said it was okay. He just wasn't into it that much. Um, right. Some of the reviews that I've read have said not Ace Ventura, but they have said that it's you know it's kind of um you know it is over the top top. It is definitely vulgar and definitely don't take your kids to see it definitely um because it's like yeah it's super violent yeah. and lots of sex and all that i mean it's all that stuff that yeah they, they, it they, earns its r rating i basically yeah the hard r they keep saying hard r yeah. very much so, so so yeah so i'm 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 curious uh i'm gonna try to get um uh morpheus and um uh, trinity <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the female perspective because she loves Ryan Reynolds so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no joke. Yeah. Um, she. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try to get them to see it so we can do the review for it for the podcast <laughs> on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Um, I really want to hear that. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do it. Um, you might have might to tell have them to... you're going to go see something else. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> it could be an episode of sneaking into the movies from Robert Townsend thing uh, because of, of Hollywood Shuffle because we might have to um, do it that way. Uh, we might look at it, you know, for lack of a better term, alternate sources to watch it. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, so I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm kind of, I'm holding the optimism down completely. Um, because I just don't want to get myself like kind of overhyped for it. 
Um, I know it's going to be completely different than anything that we've seen before, but maybe that's right. not a bad thing. Um, so I'm kind of yeah. looking, looking forward to it. I kind of wish, you know, my son really likes the character. I kind of wish I could take him, but clearly mm, that's not right. Um, yeah, I'm probably at least at least three years away from being able to see that. Probably five. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to wait for the uh, down version on FX or whenever that comes on. <laughs> Definitely not seeing it. So anyway, all right. So we're wrapping up uh, OG podcast number three for Secret Wars. Um, we'll be back probably in a week or so as we start to get through past the halfway point now of the series, and we're going to get to episode eight, which is a Probably the Landmark. most significant portion. Yeah, it's probably the most significant yeah. thing that ever happens in this series uh, when we get the introduction to the alien symbiote, which at the time we don't know was an alien symbiote, but you get Spider-Man right. in that black costume, which is, uh, I mean, just a crazy Iconic. moment. Yeah, yep, right. crazy moment. Just thinking about it, I get like a little bit of goosebumps because I was just yeah. so hyped. It was so different, yeah. and I mean, it was just and, and, Yeah, and just think about yeah. all the history that comes out of that, just that costume right. alone. And, yeah. yeah, and I'm just lying. think about when you saw him in it the first time, it was like, whoa, I mean, it's so... It was radically it's different. It's so different, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I still have my freaking, you know, black Spider-Man shirt from, I don't know, it's probably 15 years, probably, since mm. I bought that shirt. I mean, I mean, I've always been a fan of that, I mean, and then... The first series out of that, out of the costume as well as Spider-Man, which I have like the first, you know, I don't know, thirty issues of that. Um, right. I mean, it, you know, I was just such a big fan of it. So, but yeah, we'll get to episodes or issues seven and eight for the next podcast. So uh, definitely keep listening in. Feel free to leave comments. You can contact me on Twitter at um, at Brothers Comics on Twitter. Uh, Sandman is also on t- Twitter. What's your Twitter handle, Sammy? My Twitter handle is at Sandman415. Okay. Look me up anytime. Sand- yep, you can get Sandman on Twitter. I'm pretty sure Brother Beavis doesn't have a Twitter handle. I don't think it's because he thinks we live in the Matrix. Um, Fairly <laughs> <laughs> certain. Yeah, you, again, you just listen to the podcast. Um, so, again, I'm the producer. I'm signing off. Uh, like I said, uh, check us out here in a week, and y'all need to sign off. Say later, guys. Later. Later. Peace. All right. Take it easy. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.